Welcome back to another episode of the podcast you can't refuse. I'm Kyle, and in this episode we are talking about episode four of The Offer, titled The Right Shade of Yellow. And in this one, we're not getting a ton of Easter eggs and references to the first movie as much as now we're going back and getting more references to the show itself. Like, we get Betty actually wearing a skirt instead of her pantsuit after that conversation that she has with Andrea. And then the crux of the episode itself is all about the filmmaking crew going and starting to talk to Brando at his house, which in some ways is a film reference in itself now because that house was used for multiple seasons for the HBO TV show. And I know it doesn't hold up very well. I know it's pretty misogynistic, but it's one of my guilty pleasure shows, and that is Entourage. And they use this house as Vincent Chase's house for multiple seasons because it was Brando's house. And that was the selling point when he becomes successful of like, oh, this is Brando's house. And I'm pretty sure this is the room that uh, they have the, the pool table in, and it's kind of their main set was the room that they were doing this in. And it's really cool seeing the transformation that Brando makes. And it is all just shoe polish to darken his hair because this was before just for men. And you see the shoe polish and then he's like, oh, I I want, I, I think... His, his cheeks droop like a bulldog. And to do that, he put tissue paper and gauze in to kind of lower his cheeks and give that illusion that, you know, the Don was like a bulldog. And I like how the offer ends up filming this particular scene because we don't see the full transformation yet. Like the filmmakers do, and Francis Ford Coppola sees it, and Puzo sees it, but we don't see as an audience, we just see this glimpse of, oh, this is potential because he's not signed on yet. You know, officially, they still have to go through Robert Evans to sign on Brando. And later in the episode, we get a scene where uh, the Staten Island compound that they are going to film at, the owner starts getting second thoughts because of Congressman Biagi. And Joe Colombo hears about this because he drops by the office. And because he heard about it, he decides to do something about it. And that means that he kidnaps the owner and basically threatens his life. But of course, you know, he, the owner is still going to get paid. We are not animals, which is the real biggest Easter egg to the Godfather movie. Because when we have the 
council meeting and the meeting of the five families. And in that meeting, they're talking about how Don Vito Corleone has all of these politicians in his pocket. And one of the sticking points and one of the things that really was what hurt the Salazzo campaign was the fact that they needed Don Vito's political protection. But as Bazzini points out, we are not communists. We, we will pay for the service, of course. You know, we are not communists, which is very similar to the line that uh, Joe Colombo uses of, you know, oh, you know, well, of course, you're going to get paid for this. We're not animals. Unfortunately, the phrase animals, when you reference it to a Godfather movie, is also a reference to the meeting of the five families in an unfortunate one of the rare instances where this movie really doesn't hold up in language. And you, you forget about how, how terrible humans we were. And I mean, in a lot of ways still are, but we are, we're at least learning now was the phrase animals was unfortunately their reference to people of color. The whole big problem with the Salazzo oh, and the heroin dealing was the fact that Don Vito didn't think that it was a good thing to have this type of drug on the streets. And one of the other heads of the five families says, you know, we'll, in my family, we will keep it among the dark people. They're animals anyway. Let them lose their souls. Which, like I said, it it was the thinking of those type of people at that point in time. But now it's so unfortunate and so cringy to hear so many years later. And then the last real Easter eggs that I saw in this episode is actually kind of a fun one. They finally agree and make Robert Evans agree to cast Al Pacino and give him the offer and then find out that Al Pacino pretty much knew that, uh, Hey, I, I heard that Paramount wasn't going to get me. So I signed on to another movie and that was, uh, the gang that couldn't shoot straight. And luckily in real life, they were able to get him off that film And in a weird twist of fate, uh, the person who actually gets cast in the role that Al Pacino was supposed to get cast in was actually Robert De Niro. So you get another kind of reference to The Godfather Part 2 since De Niro plays the young version of Vito Corleone. But that's all the Easter eggs that I found in this episode. I'm sure there's more. I couldn't figure out what book Ali McGraw was reading, and I've got to figure that out before next episode because if it's the getaway, I'm going to be really laughing because of all the references to Steve McQueen 
talking and then all the references to the little bit of trouble that her and Robert Evans are having. So it would be hilarious if that was the book she was reading, but I don't think it was. So, but until then, and make sure to follow me on social media at knocked out films and make sure to like, and subscribe on this podcast. Thank you.